Well, Shelby, I'd say welcome, but this is kind of your your podcast here. How does it feel to be on the other side? Yeah, I was thinking about that before um, hopping on the call today. Like, it is interesting coming into it because you don't know what questions are going to be asked or how to be prepared really for things like this. So I think it definitely gives me a little bit of insight as to the experience of all those that we've brought on the podcast this far. Hmm. Well, at least you know knew a little bit, which was that today's theme is scripture and study. Take us back to little Shelby. Let's rewind. Um, what? Did, how did you grow up interacting with scripture? What did that look like? <laughs> yeah, little Shelby, man. I'm just envisioning pigtails and <laughs> blonde hair right now. Um, yeah, I think so. For me, like I grew up in the church, um, was always around the church, and have like these very distinct memories of during our actual like Sunday service, there was a lady named Jane that kind of led our children's ministry, I guess you could say. And she would always ask us to come up front and we would sing like these little Bible songs. And um, sometimes like she would task us with this uh, challenge of memorizing scripture and things like that. And so really from a young age, I was interacting with scripture to some degree Um of course, you know, as you grow older, it, it becomes more meaningful and more mm. um, important and involved in your life, I would say. But I do think it was helpful to be exposed to it at such a young age. Mm. Yeah, I feel like we're often introduced to it in the form of either song or story as kids, if you've grown up in, in the Christian church. So yeah. it sometimes stick in your brain. <laughs> yeah, that's... I won't ask you to sing one. Thank you. Worry. I was hoping you would. <laughs> nice well what does what okay so now fast forwarding to today that was your beginning what does your interaction with scripture look like now and maybe if you know if there's a few turning points in your life that you can point to that might be helpful as well or if it was just you know a gentle a gentle change that's all right too yeah so I think one I guess significant turning point I would say would be when I was in undergrad um, at Gardner-Webb. Um, I was a biblical studies major, and as part of that, I took Hebrew classes, and just, like, I don't even, I don't know how this happened. I never thought this would happen, but I just, like, fell in love with understand or trying to understand, let's be real, we don't understand it all, <laughs> um, but trying to understand, like, the meaning and the language that we find in scripture. And I think from that point, like that was a significant turning point for me. Um, of course, like I said, I had been interacting with scripture for a while. Um, but I think just that nudge I had, first of all, it was being graded. So I actually had to try. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to get good grades, obviously. And so um, that definitely was a nudge, I would say. Um, but just through that, I grew to appreciate like, like, what is God actually saying through this word? Like, am I going to just take whatever everyone else says about the Bible or about scripture? Or am I going to like take those questions to God and like ask um, him Mm. himself? So I think that was a significant turning point. And then um, as far as like getting to a place where I had to really rely on scripture, I definitely think that came. um, I would say when I was on uh, the mission field, when I was over overseas. And so I just saw like God do so many things and, And really the part that sustained me through that was like turning to his word. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when I didn't maybe understand it fully or 
didn't exactly know what he's asking me or my team to do, like just turning back to, to what he, what he says in scripture and mm-hmm. what his promises are really was um, significant, I would say. And, and what about it, if, if you don't mind getting into it, but what about it felt sustaining to you either in that time or, or continues to feel that way? Yeah, I think, I think for me, there was so much change happening at that time that nothing nothing felt consistent, I guess you would say. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't rely on the external like situations I was in. Mm-hmm. And so really just getting to a place where I could say, like, I don't know what is happening around me, but what I do know is that God's faithful and that um, he's, he's trustworthy. And so if, if I believe that, then I can cling to those passages or those scriptures that really uh, brought me through that time. Yeah. And what also stuck out to me is in your college years, mentioning how you could take those questions to God that came up in Mm -hmm. the scripture. Can you talk a little bit more about that as well? Yeah. It's interesting that you asked that because I hadn't made this connection either until you phrased that question that way. But this kind of isn't in college, but on the, when I was overseas, I really felt this strong, like calling to read through all of David's writings and write down every question that he asked the Lord. And I have, I had no idea what that was going to become until this moment. (laughs) So it's kind of a little (laughs) revelation right now, but just seeing that like God is a God that we can take our questions to. He's not afraid of our questions. He's not afraid of the things that we bring to him. Like, first of all, he already knows, like, that's just (laughs) who he is. Like he's already aware that, um, we have questions. And so just like having that relationship where we can trust God with those questions, I think is um, very important. And seeing that in scripture, like takes that a step further even. And I guess you could even look at, you know, the stories of Jesus too. all the questions involved in that, like he asked so many questions, Mm -hmm. so many times, like throughout scripture, you find that people are asking him questions. 95% of the time, he doesn't even answer them. He just asked them a question in return. And so for that, it's not even that taking our questions to God will always give us the answer right then, but it's, again, just trusting God with that question. Yeah, you've mentioned the word trust a lot, which I love in connection to asking questions. Did you always feel comfortable bringing questions to God, or was that just a slow kind of building as you grew in relationship with him? Yeah, I think you know, you hear all the cliche phrases like just trust in the Lord or trust in the Lord, lean not on your own understanding. Um, but I don't think that was like a light switch moment for me. Like, I definitely mm-hmm. think it was a gradual process. Like the more complicated life got, the more questions I had. And again, it was like a slow journey of getting to that place where I could ask God those questions. Mm. And I love that you mentioned how you were able to kind of use the writings of David and even see the questions Jesus asked and just even notice through the person of Jesus may be like, Oh, he's comfortable with the questions. You know, that's an okay, okay place to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's hard to like, even in relationships with people, when we ask them a question, like we're expecting an answer. And so when someone like, Isla, if you ask me a question, what if I just turned it on you and was like, well, what do you think? <laughs> Well, that's literally my job. That's literally your job. (laughs) It's very true. So I think like just just being 
again, it kind of comes back to that, that matter of trust. Like, do we trust that relationship that we can ask the question knowing that it might not be answered or knowing that maybe it's the, whatever the issue is, isn't going to be fixed. Like right then it's both in our relationship with God and with people really. And maybe it's just in asking the question that we receive, you know, what we, what we need, which is deeper, deeper relationship with, with God. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Shelby, I want to know, has it ever been hard for you to spend time in scripture and, and what, maybe what did that look like? Is that something, even that's something that you brought to God? Yeah. What might that period or times have been for you? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I definitely, I'm not going to sit here and say like, I'm perfect (laughs) or, uh, have my, uh, times with God, like even scheduled most of the time. I feel like that's one thing I've been learning even over the past few years, I think is that it's not necessarily about like fitting God into your schedule, but it's more about like, how can he be involved in everything? Mm. Um, I think we've talked about that before, maybe even on the podcast of like, how can we invite God even into the ordinary moments? And so rather than just like scheduling my five minutes of reading scripture (laughs) every morning, like how can I, in some ways, like how can I invite God to eat breakfast with me or how can Mm -hmm. I invite God to drink my coffee or tea or whatever it may be. And so that's one thing that I've had to shift because if I think if we look at it in a way of, I have to have this time, which don't get me wrong. We definitely need to set time aside to to intentionally (laughs) spend it with God. But what I'm saying is if we set ourselves up in a way where we think that that's the only way that we can connect with God, a, we're not perfect. So we're not going to follow through on all those times. And then B like that could just cause more shame in our own lives for not fulfilling those moments. And so I think that's been a, a big shift. I think in my relationship with God that yes, again, it's important to set aside those times, but how can I also invite him into every moment of my life? Not just my 30 minutes in the morning or 45 at night. Mm. No, I love what you're sh- saying, especially, um, mentioning shame. I mean, how often does that come up, right? When we, we haven't spent time in scripture, but that shame is never the voice of Jesus. It is oh. just us or other people <laughs> telling us what we should and should do. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, anytime we spend with God or in scripture, you know, no matter how long we've been away, right. God, mm-hmm. God welcomes us. Welcomes absolutely. Us back. Yeah, absolutely. I think that like, that shame piece, I mean, it, I feel like is not talked about enough in, mm-hmm. in most circles, really, I think, because it is so evident in, in all of our lives, really, like mm-hmm. whatever thing we set up for ourselves, if we don't meet that, like, what's the first thing we have guilt and shame and all of that. And so I think it is definitely an important piece to, to consider. So what does your time in scripture look like when you are picking up a Bible, uh, where does Shelby go? How does Shelby do it? <laughs> it depends on the day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I think I have, I have one thing I learned in college is that because of all of those biblical focused classes, it made me approach the Bible as a student mm-hmm. almost always, which then kind of took away from the relationship piece. And so now I feel like it depends on the day. If I there are days where I want to be more studious and like look at the Hebrew, but Mm -hmm. you know, if I'm 
didn't sleep well the night before. Maybe I don't want to analyze the Hebrew text. Right. Uh, so in those cases, like I'll often turn to, honestly, a, a lot of times I go to the Psalms. Like I love reading, reading Psalms, like anything really in Psalms. I'm also really big in the Old Testament, again, mm-hmm. probably because of the Hebrew thing. <laughs> but yeah, I think like one of the things that I've really learned to appreciate instead of like trying to ask myself, like, how does this apply to me? Sometimes I think some of my best times I've spent in scripture have been like actually praying that passage. Hmm. And so if it, especially again, Psalms, if, if you're reading through that, just how do I turn this passage into a prayer um, to God? And I found that that's been really helpful, I would say. Is there a Psalm that you tend to come back to for that? Or does it just depend? Uh, it, it just depends, really. I do love Psalm 91, mm. though. Nice. Well, I'll let all everyone who's listening look that look that up. <laughs> yeah, that is that is your homework but, for today. <laughs> no, but I love that you mentioned the different ways that you interact because if we're talking about scripture and study as a rhythm, right, or even as we talk about our relationship with God as a rhythm, we're we spend time with people in different ways, even the same person in different ways. And so yeah. why would we not approach scripture in different ways depending on on where we are? Absolutely. I mean, I think too, like we and this probably even goes back to especially people who have grown up in the church. Like a lot of times we get this idea of a relationship with God being this like one size fits all, there's a box, and these are the things that you need to do with God. But I think like the cool thing about God is that he invites us to be creative in our relationships and that he um, doesn't expect it to be like a checklist of this is the only way that you can spend time with me. It's like, you're saying of Mm -hmm. even our relationships with our friends, like we don't always do the same thing. And Mm -hmm. so I don't think God expects us to do the same thing either. What would you say, or how would you suggest then someone dive back into scripture, who's wanting to spend time or maybe feels hesitant or doesn't really know where to start. Is there something that you would suggest for that? Yeah, I think for me, I would say like step one would be kind of asking, like asking yourself the question, like, why am I hesitant? Um, Mm -hmm. First of all, like, what is, what is that barrier or wall that's like keeping me from stepping back in? Now, not to say you're going to step in and be perfect, like again, We all have Mm -hmm. struggles, but I think that's the first question is asking like, what is that barrier and seeing if there's a way to like decrease the barrier in some way, whether it be, I'm just not motivated to do it. Like, well, maybe you could find someone who is also struggling with it and you could keep each other accountable to um, read together or talk about it, you know, over coffee or something like that. And so I think that's one thing, but I also would encourage Um, people to either start in like the Psalms or start in one of the gospels or something like that. And just, I would say, just ask the Lord to bring new life to, to their reading and um, just to like, in some ways, like make them fall in love with Mm. reading scripture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love those suggestions. And sometimes when we're feeling stagnant or hesitant, God may be calling us to enter in in different ways than we have in the past. And that can take some time in prayer. I mean, you know, full disclosure, sometimes I'll just pick up my old children's Bible stories and read them because I don't know where I want to start anymore, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing I would love to mention is just there's so many resources out there for that specific thing. Like there's so many ways (laughs) you can interact with scripture. 
And that's something that like gets me excited sometimes because it's becoming more and more available to us, like Mm -hmm. through apps on our phones or um, different, like there's this one thing called the streetlights Bible. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. Okay. Well, it's pretty awesome. Um, It's this group that has gotten together and they've basically put some like background music behind it and they've turned like scripture into almost like spoken word poetry. And so it's really cool, like just to sit and listen to, scripture through that form um there's again so many ways that that people can jump into that well street lights and psalm 91 i feel like we're <laughs> do homework do homework <laughs> we assigned. have our we have our places to start and we're ready to go yes <laughs> uh, shelby is there anything else you'd like to to share with us before we before we end our time today uh yeah so i, I think the last thing i would you know want to tell people who are listening is that if they don't feel like they have a way to connect with scripture right now to just reach out to us, like reach out to me in the office of spiritual development or Isla or um, Carrie Lewis, um, any of us, and we can help you get connected to those resources. Um, we even have uh, Bibles in our office that we could give to you. If you want a hard copy of a Bible and you don't have one, we have those available. Um, and then finally, I would just say, definitely check out the, the rhythm sway. It'll be linked um, in our podcast episode. Um, but it just has all of those resources that we've talked about throughout the rhythm series and they're definitely worth checking out. So I would just say head over there. I guess technically we've given you three homework assignments now. <laughs> Read Psalm 91, listen to Street Lights Bible and check out the rhythm sway. All optional, whichever one you feel called to. Exactly. Welcome to dive in. <laughs> and no shame if you can't get on it. <laughs> exactly. Well, Thanks for taking your turn in the interviewee seat today, Shelby. It's been great to chat with you. Thanks for having me on.